What's going on, man? Welcome back to The Basement. I'm Ron, and we're going to be covering fantasy football on this channel from here on until week one of the NFL season and all the way through your fantasy football playoffs and eventual championships. So if you want to win your fantasy football leagues, you're into fantasy football, make sure you go down below, subscribe, and leave a like. And today we're going to be talking about guys that I think could be league winners in 2021 at the running back position. And the whole inspiration behind this video comes from an article by Pat Corain named Don't Draft an Early Round RB Without Legendary Upside. And this is what I think is the best article of the summer so far. I'll link it down below in the description. But he talks about running backs needing to have insane upside for them to be worth an early round pick in fantasy. So today I want to talk about the guys that I believe are worth those early round picks with that crazy upside. And without further ado, let's go. Now, before we get into the video, I just want to give a quick second to thank you guys so much. We're now at 1.5K subscribers. You guys have been crazy on the subscribe button, on the like button, showing all the support in the Discord, on my Twitter, on YouTube. You guys have been the best, and you guys have made it possible for me to come into my first, you know, partnership type opportunity. We went out there. You guys know I've been teasing it for a while. I've been I've been kind of complaining that we haven't gotten a promo code yet, but we finally went out there, got ourselves an underdog fantasy football promo code. And if you don't know what underdog is, it's a best ball app where you go out there, play some fantasy football, hop in like a 12-man league, and everybody throws in money into the pot and at the end of the year first place, second place, and third place get the payout, and it's best ball, so you don't have to set a lineup every week. When I'm doing these leagues and these best ball drafts, I can hop in there, I can get better at drafting without having to fucking wake up on week one and set a bunch of lineups because I went into too many best ball leagues. I'm literally in 175 leagues at this point, and the best part is I don't have to set them, I don't have to worry about any of those leagues. Pretty much your best lineup is taken into account every week, and it's tallied up at the end of the season, and the winner gets the money. It's probably the best way to play fantasy football right now because you could just hop into a bunch of drafts and get going i'm 175 drafts deep at this point that's why i wanted this promo code because i this is something i love to do i really believe in and i would never promote something to you guys that i wasn't invested in myself so make sure when you hop on underdog and you deposit money use promo code ron for a free 25 dollars bonus again thank you guys this is the first partnering opportunity i've had this entire time we've been doing youtube for a year now and you guys have finally got me to a point where i can start partnering with people making big money moves making big boy moves and we can start making this a legit channel and it's all because of you guys being just the best group of followers subscribers out there and like i always say you guys ride for me i'll be riding for you for your fantasy teams and just you guys in general that's why i have the discord that's why i fucking respond to all the comments you guys are the best you guys keep this channel growing and today I'm going to be delivering you guys this league winning running back video. And I want to start by breaking down Pat Corrine's article real quick. Now, we all know at this point about the RB dead zone rounds three to six running backs bust at a higher rate, score less points than the wide receivers in that range. But the whole point of this article is that he highlights something that was pretty crazy to me. That's why I really want to share it with you guys. It's that running backs aren't just busting at a high rate in rounds three to six. They're actually busting at a high rate across the board. Those round one and two picks that you think are like safety spots to grab running backs, they're not. It's actually it's actually pretty scary. Now, he defines bust as players with a 5% or less win rate. Now, the average win rate of a player in fantasy is 8.3%, which is just one divided by 12, 8.3%. So 5% or lower, you're, you're going to struggle to win your league. They're losing you football games at that point. And he, what he found is that the running backs in the dead zone for rounds three to six, they bust at a rate of 19%. The running backs in rounds one to two, ready for this. 
they bust at a 40% clip. These running backs you're taking in those first two rounds are struggling. And it's not just because of injury. It's because these guys, they need to have crazy ceilings. Ezekiel Elliott last year was taken in the first round. He finished as the RB9 with 232 PPR points. He only had a 2.7% win rate. So these guys that you're drafting for floor, oh, but he'll be just a great RB1 and I'll figure out the rest. If they don't have that crazy upside, if they're not putting up top five, top three, number one overall RB numbers, they're hurting your team more than they're helping you. And he found that the only reason that you should be taking running backs in this range is for what Pat Kareen is calling legendary upside. These are players that have 20% plus win rates. Since 2015, running backs have seven finishes with 20% or more win rates, while wide receivers just have three. And running backs have four finishes with 25% or more win rates, wide receivers have none. So those running backs are the only positions that are offering you that 25% plus win rate type upside. We're talking McCaffrey in 2019. We're talking McCaffrey in 2018. Le'Veon Bell. We're talking Todd Gurley. Those legendary seasons, those are why you want to take that swing. 40% bust. If you're going to bust at a 40% clip, you need to have that league winning legendary upside. And that's the whole point of the article. Because if you're going to go out there and you're going to you're going to aim for safety in those first one or two picks while your running back is busting 40% of the time, it's not even worth it. You should just be taking a wide receiver at that point. You need to have that out of hitting the nuts and hitting that crazy player that's going to give you a 25% plus win rate. Because if you're going to shoot for an upside of like 10% win rate, 15% win rate, and have a 40% chance of that player busting, it's not it's not worth it because wide receivers in that range, they're not busting at a 40% clip and they can offer you similar win rates in that range. It's the running backs that are offering you that 25% plus spot that wide receivers and tight ends can't give you. So when I'm drafting running backs in these first two rounds, I'm looking for moonshots. Like you need to have a guy that can go out there and be the RB1 overall in fantasy. There is no playing it safe in those first two rounds because every single one of those running backs are at high risk to bust. And that's not just because of injury. Like I said, that's because of underperforming, because of being an, a back-end RB1. You need to have that legendary upside. Now, the question becomes, what are we looking for? Like, what are these legendary upside type running backs? What's like the profile of them? And I've narrowed it down to the five running backs since 2015, drafted inside the first two rounds with a 20% or better win rate. And we're talking Christian McCaffrey twice, Todd Gurley, David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell, and then Alvin Kamara in 2020. And after looking at all of their legendary seasons, I noticed two trends. They were all in the first five years of their career, and a majority of them were in their first two to three years. So they're, they're younger running backs, some of them on the first year of that second contract. And they all had a lot of targets. So they're a little bit younger, and they all commanded 100 or more targets besides Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley got there on a hyper-efficient offense, super high-scoring, Sean McVay just getting a lot of touchdowns. The way most of these guys are going to get there is going to be by targets. And we're also aiming for around 25 points per game. And I think the obvious candidates for 2021, obviously, we're talking McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara. But I want to talk about the guys that are a little bit less obvious going in those first two rounds that I'm targeting that I think have that crazy upside. We're just going to go over their upside case, the bull case, you know, the best case scenario, because I don't really want to sit around and break down these players from the ground up just the ceilings of these players and how they get to that legendary upside. And the first running back on this list is going to be Saquon Barkley heading into year four. He has an ADP of seven on underdog and I'd take him as high as third overall. This is a running back we know has that legendary type upside. He already hit an 18% win rate as a first round ADP rookie. And the only reason he didn't finish higher was because he was in the same year as Todd Gurley and McCaffrey's crazy season in 2018. This was a rookie who came in, had 121 targets that season and averaged 24.1 points per game as a rookie. Saquon has already told us that he has that legendary upside. We're talking about a guy who has an 
easy path to 90 plus targets in this offense. He's super talented. And now here's the thing. Health is concerned 1000%, but I'd push back on not drafting him because of his health because of two things. He's fucking Saquon Barkley. The quads are crazy. If anybody can recover from an ACL like it was nothing, it's probably Saquon Barkley. And the thing is, is that these running backs are busting at a high rate anyways, a 40% bust rate. And that's not becoming, that's not coming from solely injuries. So Saquon Barkley, in my opinion, most of his bust uh, scenarios come from injury. Another guy like a Nick Chubb, his bust scenario comes from he doesn't get enough receiving upside. He finishes a back end RB1 and he splits carries with Kareem Hunt. So I think that Saquon Barkley has the same type of downside scenario as a lot of these other running backs. Again, we're shooting for that upside. We're shooting for that moonshot. And even if he starts slow and they ease him in, it's not anything I'm too, too worried about. I think that that's just like a one week, two week, three week kind of thing. And then you're looking at a guy that can just absolutely go crazy. And this is a somewhat revamped offense. I mean, Daniel Jones, he looked pretty good in his rookie season. I'm kind of throwing out last season for Daniel Jones. As much as I don't love Daniel Jones. We're talking about a guy who threw for like 27 touchdowns his rookie season, which is pretty crazy. I know he only threw like, I think like 11 or like 13 touchdowns last year, but we have to remember Saquon went down. They didn't have a wide receiver. I think they maybe had like Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton just like rotating in and out whoever was healthy that week. It, it was an ugly, it was an ugly showing Jason Garrett at OC, but now they kind of revamped. They get a first rounder in Kadarius Tony. doesn't really matter if you like him or you don't. He's a first rounder. Then they have Sterling Shepard coming back, hopefully healthy. Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay. You know, this is kind of an offense that could take a, a big step forward and kind of surprise people. And remember, we're talking about ceiling scenarios. So this, this whole offense, they kind of have like a, a new sense of life breathed into them. And that's a scenario where Saquon can hit big, big TD numbers. We know Jason Garrett's going to use the fuck out of him like he did with Ezekiel Elliott in Dallas. We could see 100 plus targets. We could see somewhere around the 25 points per game. He has that ceiling. We've seen it already. We saw him do it as a rookie. There's really no reason to think that he can't be better four years later from his rookie year and produce at that type of ceiling. Now we're going to get into the round two guys. And with these guys, we kind of have to piece together that upside case. You're not going to have as blatant, obvious type candidates. Like we're talking about uh, Todd Gurley. He was a second round pick and Christian McCaffrey. He was a second round pick. Todd Gurley was a second round pick when he had that legendary season because he uh, he had that golf season where he wasn't that good. He comes back the next year and I want to say 2017 and just lit it up. Then you have McCaffrey. You know, he's a younger back going into his second year. Nobody was really sure of what his upside looked like. So that he was going around like pick 17 in, in, in drafts and he was a crazy league winner. So you can find them in round two, but you have to kind of piece things together. You have to kind of make some assumptions. And that's what we're going to be doing with Austin Eckler. He heads into year five. So he's right on the border of that younger RB. And we have a few things to point out for Eckler's league winning type upside. One thing I keep coming back to is Eckler's four game stretch while Melvin Gordon was holding out in 2019. And then you have the two games last year where Eckler was hurt, right? So he gets hurt in like week three, but he has two games with Justin Herbert where he's healthy. And during that six game sample, he averaged 26 points per game. So we've already seen a scenario where he hits almost 100 targets and can average 25 points per game. We just haven't seen it over an entire season. And when we're building these upcase upside type scenarios, we have to piece that together, the small samples and go out on a limb and kind of see the upside. But it's not that hard to talk yourself into Austin Eckler being an RB1 in fantasy, RB1 overall kind of guy. Because now you have Justin Herbert coming into year two, and he was already on pace for 114 targets with Herbert last year. So he's going to be on that borderline of 100 targets. And this could be a team that could be really efficient with Justin Herbert making that year two jump. We could see Herbert. Now, here's the thing. Remember, we're talking about upside scenarios. We're talking about a guy in Justin Herbert who just went out there, set the record for rookie passing touchdowns. He could be the next Andrew Luck, the next Pat Mahomes, you know, so he could come out here in year two and just light the world on fire just creating one of like the top five highest scoring offenses in the league with 
Austin Eckler having 100 plus targets. They upgrade the O-line. They bring in Corey Lindsley from the Packers, who was like the, the number one rated center. They bring in Rashawn Slater through the draft, a first round tackle. And this could be a, a team that could just score a lot of points. Eckler could be that main guy. Anthony Lynn isn't there anymore. So maybe they don't just shove the goal line carries to Joshua Kelly, Justin Jackson. Maybe they give it to Austin Eckler. He could maybe come into a little bit more of the rushing upside. He could score more touchdowns, run a little bit hot in efficiency. And he could hit that Alvin Kamara season like Alvin Kamara did last year off touchdowns and targets without necessarily getting there through rushing yards. So I think that Eckler has that kind of upside. The last running back on this list is going to be Antonio Gibson. He's going around pick 16 on underdogs like the early second. And he's the one running back in this list. We haven't even seen it. We have not even seen the small sample of him getting around 25 points per game and showing that RB1 upside. But remember, you could have said the same thing about Christian McCaffrey. We're talking about a, a year. He only has one year of experience. We don't have a lot to look at when it comes to Antonio Gibson. But I think that him getting to 25 points per game and him being the next league winning running back is definitely in the range of outcomes. We have a guy who in 11 games last year when he was healthy, he was the RB8 and averaged 16.89 points per game. So his upside hinges on a few things. They were 32nd in offensive DVOA last year. So their, their offense is going to be a lot better this year. They had Fitzpatrick, who I'm not huge on, but I get the upside case where Fitz is kind of like Jameis Winston in 2019, where Mike Evans goes crazy. Godwin goes crazy. They didn't have a running back, but if they did, he probably wouldn't went crazy. But they add Fitz. They add Curtis Samuel, Diami Brown. So they're going to be more efficient. They're going to score more touchdowns. It's going to be a better offense overall. And then where Antonio Gibson really can unlock that upside is going to be targets. He has a lot of receiving upside in this offense. Last year, he was only on a 57 target pace, but he has the upside for 100 targets. This is a guy that played fucking wide receiver in college. They had Darrell Henderson, Tony Pollard. They had uh, Kenny Gainwell, all playing running back while Poor fucking Antonio Gibson, who's literally the best one out of all of them, splitting out wide, playing wide receiver in college. But what that does is we now have a running back that has a crazy skill set. And this is a guy that can do more than just dumps off, dump offs and swings. He can go out there, line up in the slot, play wide receiver, get open 10 yards downfield. He can do it all. Like this is a guy that really has that kind of skill set. And the the thing is, the, the match made in heaven is going to be Ron Rivera. He's the head coach. He's the guy that was talking about Christian McCaffrey talking him up to 100 plus targets. He used him in that role. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, we've seen Ron Rivera make the comparison between Gibson and McCaffrey. It's the same coaching staff. We could easily see him deploy Gibson the same way he did with McCaffrey. You know, maybe he takes a training wheel is off. He says, okay, JD McKissick, you're great and all, but Antonio Gibson is literally a wide receiver. He can do these things that you're doing. Let's give him 100 plus targets. Let's make him the all-purpose back. And that's the scenario where he becomes that McCaffrey type league winner and remember david johnson and mccaffrey were both of those guys that came in in year two and had that legendary upside and gibson's in a very similar spot he can get that crazy receiving workload that they did he can run hot on touchdowns he already showed last year that he's pretty good at scoring touchdowns he scored like 11 i want to say so this is a guy that has that league winning type upside it's not very hard to see and that's the video if you guys have any other league winning running backs going in those first two rounds that you guys like let me know down below in the comments also, let me know, should I kind of make a part two to this video and tell you guys the running backs I'm avoiding because I don't have that moonshot type potential, the guys that I think could ever even sniff like a 20% plus win rate and give you that Christian McCaffrey type season. Let me know if that's something you're interested in. As always, make sure you go down below, join the Discord. That's where we do mock drafts. We do underdog drafts in there. We got all kinds of shit going on in there. And if you haven't already, follow me at Ron Stewart underscore on Twitter. I'll see you guys in the next one.